Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Because we think of favor just one-dimensional, like, oh, I got a parking space close to the, to the mall. When in fact, the manager probably needs to park farther away so you get some steps in. <laughs> You know, we, we, stuff like that, or, some, you know, somebody threw in some extra fries. Lord, man, God's favor is better than for some extra fries. You don't need them anyway. But we're talking about, we're going to look at some deeper levels on what God's favor is for and what it can be used for. And how we can initiate it and keep it flowing. See, I believe that we have reduced God's favor to small little dots on a map, to just particular events. Ooh, that was God's favor. But in the Bible, there was people like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that perpetually walked in favor. That it wasn't an event, it was a lifestyle. It was your culture. It's the, it's, you know, you walked around expecting opposition to melt in your presence because you had the favor of God. Because you weren't just opposing me, you were opposing the God of me. And he goes before me. Amen? Amen. So we want to read this scripture here. And we're going to, and I'm going to let you sit down. It's Joshua, the first chapter. This is a very, very familiar passage of scripture. This is after Moses had died. And Joshua has just stepped up to the plate. And taking over and trying to fill the shoes of a great man. Can I tell you, a lot of times succession is one of the scariest things in the world. Particularly if you're following after great people. I've got big shoes to fill. Amen. So I identify with this. I identify with this. And it says this, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses, assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Tell somebody, Moses is dead. That means old ways, old methodologies, old way of thinking, old way of, of conducting yourself, even if it's for God. It's dead. It's dead. God is saying, your shelter and your point of reference for me is gone. You have a direct connection to me. So many times, people of God, we serve God through proxy of people who are stronger than us, of people we look up to, our spiritual fathers, our spiritual mothers, and we act like that they are the connection to God when God told us to work out our own soul salvation. And it's okay to have mentors. It's okay to have people who are mothers and fathers in the faith, but it's never intended for them to be your proxy to God. That's the reason when Jesus died, the veil was rent from top to the bottom, meaning that we had our own access to the Father. Tell somebody, go to him for yourself. 
He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into a land that I am giving them to the people of Israel. Here, here goes we get into the promises, people of God. Every place that your sole of your foot shall tread upon, I have already given it to you. Y'all, th- this is what favor would do. Even if it wasn't yours, the fact that you stepped on it, he gave it to you the minute you stepped on it. That's not, that's not event-based favor. That is perpetual living in the culture of favor. And that's what I want you to change your, your thinking, people of God, to thinking for an event of favor, to living in the perpetual flow and the reign of favor. Somebody say perpetual flow. Just as I promised Moses. See, he promised it to Moses, but Moses let some things get in the way and he wasn't able to see it. He said, from the wilderness of this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites uh, and the great sea toward going down the sun shall be your territory. Here's another promise. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Can somebody put your hands together for the word of God? So as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. You may have your seats. The title of my message today is Wild Rain Falls. Somebody say Wild Rain Falls. See, we have a natural inclination that while rain is falling, people want to sleep in. People want to turn Netflix on and binge watch stuff. You know, people want to do all kinds. They're going to catch up on the read and I'm going to catch. No, but what God see, the spirit, the spirit is sometimes you have to do things opposite of the spirit that you would do in the natural because the things that we conceptualize in our natural mind, the natural mind cannot comprehend spiritual things. And so God is telling us while the rain of favor is falling, there are some things you need to do. You don't need to shelter yourself. You don't need to seek shelter. It's not a time to sleep. It's not to curl up with a good book. It's not a time to watch, uh, watch reruns, reruns of, 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 of Cosby show or something. Like that. It's time to get active while the rain is falling. Tell somebody while rain falls. Well, this passage of scripture we're talking about here, people of God, it is where God is really giving a pep talk to Joshua. He has given him the sober reality that Moses, his leader, the, 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 the tree to which he was shaded by is gone and he has nobody covering him but God himself. He said, you know, Moses, your servant is dead. So, so God, he knew the challenge that was before him, so he had to give him a pep talk. You know, sometimes somebody got to grab us by a collar every now and then and smack us with some reality and say, look, you got it. You got what it takes. And he's telling them a couple of things. He instills in him confidence through the word of God he said as I was with Moses I'm going to be with you nobody's going to be able to stand before you every place your foot is going to touch I've already given it to you I just need you to walk this thing out tell somebody walk it out all you do is walk it out he's already given it to you but this is what God's address to Joshua did it gave him identity God's word will give us identity if we let it it tells us we're the head and not the tail. We're above only and not beneath. We are the righteousness of God. Tell somebody, that's who I am. 
Why would God be having to give Joshua his identity? Why would he need to reassure his identity? He was, he was telling him to reassure his, his identity because he knew that he was going to face opposition, whether it was from the people of Israel or, or, or opponents or anybody else. He had to assure and say, look, I, I've already given it to you. Now, that doesn't mean it's not going to be without a fight. But at the end of the day, you're going to be holding your hands up in victory. But I need you to know who you are before you face something that tells you that you're opposite of what you are. Tell somebody, to, tell somebody to, uh, that the word of God gives me identity. Not only did, does, it do, does it do that, God, but, but, but God's word told Joshua that his word gave him clarity as it pertains to the promises of God. See, he could have thought, well, God, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm here by default because Moses died, but surely you wouldn't be with me like he was with him. After all, he was the deliverer. He was the one that, that set everybody free. He the one that hit water with a rock, you know, got water out of rock by hitting the rock. He did all of the, he put the staff down and it turned to a snake and picked it back up. Sure, you can't use me like you use him, but look, look, y'all, stop comparing yourself to the people who you idolize. God wants to use you specific to the contours of your life. But even that, he told him, he said, as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. Meaning that because you served his anointing, because you served his agenda, because you are a faithful servant under the man of God, not only am I going to give you what he had, but I'm going to give you something specific to how I made you. Oh, if we could learn that in the body of Christ. Everybody's ready to be a spiritual woman. Everybody's ready to start their own ministry. Everybody's ready to be their own artist and be all this. But when is it that we're going to serve to make somebody else great? Can I tell you something? The, the anointing that you serve is the anointing that will multiply in your life. That was worth the trip. He was a faithful servant and God assured him, not only am I with you, but I'm going to do some special, unique things with you, Joshua. And then lastly, everything in its totality confirmed that his favor was on Joshua. Turn with me to Luke, fifth chapter. Let me tell you this favor gives us supernatural empowerment and the advantage somebody say the advantage God's favor gives us the advantage his favor I want you to listen to me when you walk into the marketplace tomorrow morning or even if you got to go to work tonight I don't know whenever you go just know that you walk in with an advantage. What are you saying, Pastor Tony? I'm saying the advantage is you've got the creator of the universe who is on your side, who knows all the secrets, who, 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 who if somebody opposes you, he will shut a lion's mouth. He will open up the earth and swallow somebody if you oppose. It, it, he said it would be better than you to tie a millstone around your neck and jump into the middle of the sea, the depth of the sea, than to offend one of my loved ones. Tell somebody I've got his favor. And tell somebody I've got the advantage. 
I believe sometimes, I believe, I believe advantage is sitting over there with his hands like this, just waiting for you to make a demand on your advantage. Some of the time we have access to the things of God, but God is a God of principle. If we ask not, we're going to have not. And so we got things just sitting over here all because we would rather complain, cry, and say, woe is me, than make a demand on your, on your advantage. Tell somebody we've got advantages. Turn me to Luke, the fifth chapter, the first verse. This is so awesome, y'all. I said we're going to talk on favor a little more, but I just want to give you just a sneak peek into what favor will do in your life. Right here, this is where Jesus was trying to get away from all these throngs of people who were chasing after him because, how I many you know, when the, when the anointing is at work, you'll, you'll get a following. So many people trying to pass out their cars and trying to do this. Just be anointed and people will follow the authentic anointing of God. Tell somebody favor. The first verse says this. One day Jesus was preaching on the shore of, on the Sea of Galilee. Great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. Jesus, Jesus noticed two empty boats at the water's edge. For the fishermen had left them and they were washing their nets. They had given up for the, for the day. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, that's Peter, y'all, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now let's go out deeper and let's go down and, and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon said, we have worked all last night and did not catch a thing. But, somebody say but. but. If you say so, another translation says at your word. I'll let down the nets again. Can I stop right here? I want to give you the formula. I want to give you the formula that sets things in motion to activate the, key, the, the, the favor of God. How many would love to activate God's favor? Tell somebody, I want to activate God's favor. The first thing that Simon did, now he's about to, we're about to read in a minute the manifestation of favor. But the first thing that, 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 that Simon Peter said, well, the first thing he did, let me correct myself. The first thing he did was he made his boat available to Jesus. So the first ingredient in the equation to produce favor in your life is availability. See, the miracle that's about to be performed would have never came to, came to fruition if he first didn't make his boat available. Somebody say, God, I'm available. You got to understand that at this time, men, uh, men who were fishermen, they fished at night, meaning they had been up all night. He, they were washing their nets saying, hey, we didn't catch nothing tonight, and so we're going to try it again, fellas. He was tired, and he saw enough. He understood who was in front of him, and the man asked him, can, you, can I use your boat? He said, yes, I'm making my resources available to you, Jesus. So many times we want to pull on the resource and make withdraw from the bank of favor without making ourselves available. That's what we want to do. We want to pull. 
like a little piglet. We just want something from the teeth. Pull, 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 pull. But when are you going to become available? I believe that what we call favor are just little drops of mercy. But when we make ourselves available, people of God, we set the stage for God's favor to be in operation in our lives. The second thing he did after he was available, then Jesus said, look, after he finished, he said, man, I appreciate you letting me use the boat. Now let's go out into the deep and we're going to catch some fish. He said, wait a minute, Jesus. Look, I'm a fisherman by, by, by trade. You're a carpenter. I know, you, I know you're a miracle worker and all, but let me tell you something. According to the logic of my profession, we were catching at night because when we let the nets down, it's best, it's best to fish at night because when the sun out, the fish can see the net and they'll escape the net. Somebody say logic. That makes good sense, doesn't it? But Jesus told him, would you please just go out into the deep? And this is what he did. He said, okay. Nevertheless, I don't think this is going to work. But I got faith in your word. Logic tells me that this is not the time to do this. Logic tells me this is not the time to start a business. Logic tells me this is not the time to invest in something. Logic tells me that at my age, I ought, to be, I ought to be sitting back and putting it in easy. Logic tells me I shouldn't be stepping out and doing what God called me. Logic tells me, but can I tell you something, people? Favor is greater than logic. No pun intended, but favor will trump logic every time. Most of the things that God is going to tell you to do is going to be opposite of your logic. Like the prophet came to the woman of God. She, he said, do you, got it? You, got, you have anything to make me a cake? Well, we got this little thing of cruise, a little, little bit of meal. We're going to eat it and die. He said, well, make me a cake first. That defies logic. If we've been hungry... And we're trying to prepare so we, me and my son can eat. Why would I split it three ways instead of two? That makes no sense. But when she obeyed, so the first thing is availability. The second thing, the, the, the second thing is, 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 is trusting in his word. And the last thing is just simply obeying. Tell somebody have faith. Trust in his word. It's quite simple. So it's like it's like a, it's like an equation, like an algebraic equation. Av availability plus obedience times favor times faith equals favor. That if you're available and if you're obedient to his instructions. And you multiply it by faith. Meaning that you got to obey him. See, it's one thing to obey. It's, another, it's one thing to write a thousand dollar check when you got 20 in the bank. 
That didn't take no faith. But it's another thing to sow when you ain't got enough. See, that's availability and obedience times faith. And can I tell you something, people of God, when we get our availability in order, and when we get our obedience to his instructions in order, and, we, and God, we're going to create opportunities to exercise our faith. We are going to create supernatural moments of a continual flow of favor. Let me tell you this. God's instructions always align with his agenda. He is never going to tell you anything that is not going to align with what he has in, in mind. God's instructions will always align with his agenda and, and his agenda is always to win. I'm going to say that again. God's instructions always align with his agenda and his agenda is always to win. So if his agenda is always to win, if we obey his instructions, why would he not give you supernatural empowerment and favor to accomplish what he wants you to do in the first place? He's not like man, but come on, y'all, use your common sense. If I want you to do something for me, and it's going to end up benefiting me and my agenda, I'm going to give you all the resources, all the money, all the favor, all the influence that it takes to accomplish what I told you to do in the first place. So when we obey his instructions, we make room for his favor. Is anybody getting anything out of this today? Tell somebody favor is greater than logic. God gave you good sense. I'm glad he gave you good sense. But don't become so sensical that you close the door on opportunities for faith. Because favor is greater than logic. It made no sense. It made no sense, y'all. And this is what happened. This is what happened. He said, I'll let down the nets again. Six says, and this time their nets were so full of fish that the nets began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in from the other boat. Soon both boats were so filled with fish that they were on the verge of sinking. of supernatural favor and increase was created by first him being available second him being obedient and third the exercising of his faith even though it defied logic it, it affected his economy he wasn't fishing like, like somebody getting a license on the side of the road just fishing for, well, fishing for a hobby. It was his profession. When I tell you some people of God, when you are available and when you are obedient, it will affect your economy. It will affect your whole environment. It will affect not only you, but the other boat. People who are ooh, in the other boat. That's God wants us to get in a stage of the favor of overflow. And 
it just so happened Jesus was performing a miracle with fish. A symbol of, of plenty. A symbol of overflow. A symbol of provision. God wants to multiply the resources he has. But are you willing to be available? See, everyone, we always giving excuses. Lord, as soon as I get here, as soon as I do this, as soon as I do that, Lord, no. God said, bring me your dirty, rotten, stinking self just as you are. That's what it means by come, come as you are. It means don't come with the raggedy stuff you can wear. Come with your messed up past. Give it to me and watch me multiply it. Just like he did with the fish and fire loaves. He blessed it. He broke it. And then he gave it. Like I told him Thursday night, somebody say, Lord, bless me. Break me. And then give me. Multiplication didn't start until the breaking took place, y'all. He broke him. He, he blessed him, he broke him, and then he gave it. I believe that you're one instruction away. I want y'all to listen to me very closely. I believe there are people in this room that is one instruction away that defies logic from having your boat full of fish. Defy the logic, people of God. His ways are not like our ways. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. So if he tells you something, and if you know it's the voice of God, well, how do I know it's the voice of God, Pastor Tony? We are in preparation because I'm always in constant communication with him. If, if, I, it could be, there could be a room of, of 300 children, and I can hear my children over everybody else's voice because of the intimate time that I've spent with them. How are you going to know the voice of God except you get in his word? You pray in supplication. You turn, you turn, the, you turn the TV off, and you stop watching everything, and get it in God's voice. The reason we can't hear God when he give us a moment of favor is because we got everybody else's voice in our head. Got the talk show people in our head. Got TMZ in our head. Got scandal in our head. We got everything in our head but God's voice. That's the reason can't hear here. He said, my sheep know my voice. Stranger, they won't follow. Do believe there are strange voices out there. It's all kind of chatter. Sounds good. Sounds spiritual. Tell somebody, well, I'm real spiritual. I said, well, baby, a witch is spiritual. A warlock is spiritual. But what spirit is it? There are plenty of voices out in the world. said in preparation for your choice to create moments of favor don't be seeking out the favor seek after my voice and when I tell you the right thing to do that defies the logic then you'll know even oh this, this, this defies logic but God I know it's you and when I do it I'm going to create a fish in my boat moment and I'm going to unlock your favor amen the last thing I want to share with you, and we're just about to go, Zechariah 10. And this is the reason we named the message today, While Rain Falls. 
Zechariah 10 and the King James says this. Ask ye the Lord for rain in the time of rain. So the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to every one grass in the field. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Ask the Lord for rain in the springtime. For he makes the storm clouds and he will send showers of rain so every field becomes a lush pasture. Why am I saying ask for time, ask for rain in the time of rain? What God is saying, people of God. We've been asking God for his favor without discerning the times and the seasons that we're in. Oh, because I believe we had a misunderstanding of favor that, that, that favor is for an event that I need. You know, see, see here's the other thing. It's one, see, we've been asking God for a favor. See, that's the difference between asking somebody for a favor and asking for someone's favor. You know, a favor is, hey, man, can I hold 20 until Friday? And that's, what we're telling, a lot, that's a lot of times what we've been doing to God. We've been going to God asking God for favors. Will you pay this bill by Friday? God, I need a favor. God, God, God. My child, my child is in trouble. I need a favor, God. I need a favor. No, you don't need a favor. You need my favor. There's a distinct difference between a favor and the favor. Tell somebody, I want the favor. But, but Zechariah was saying, you need to ask for rain in the time of rain. What does that mean? It means you need to ask for favor while favor is flowing. Now you would say, well, I, why I need, I, need to, I need to ask God for favor when there's no favor. Well, that's all, that's all where God sent you favor. But what God has said, when my favor, because how many of you plan on being available? Let me see your hand if you're going to be available. How many of you are going to be obedient when he tells you to do what he calls you to do? How many are going to multiply that by your faith? Tell him, I'm going to use my availability. I'm going to be obedient. And I'm going to exercise my faith. That's going to create moments of favor. And when favor starts flowing, God said, there's not a time to be sitting and drinking favor like Kool-Aid. It's time to ask for more favor while favor is flowing. Here is why, people of God. My favor comes to fulfill the agenda that I called you to do. And so if you ask for favor while favor is flowing, you join in on the momentum of what God has already started. Somebody shout momentum. You know what momentum is. That means the energy is already built up and it's already rolling. How many of y'all know it's easy to move something when momentum is already built up? That when it comes to a stop. That's a law of physics. Then when something is already in motion, it's all you have to do is add your energy to the energy that's already started. And, and what is you join in on momentum. Can I tell you something, people of God? The revival that God is sending to this place, the spirit of God that has been filling this place, what, what we have been feasting on today, it, does, it did not start because we decided to come here today and give God praise. It has started from the momentum of people who are dead and gold, who have been praying, God bless this house. God bless these people. God bless my children. Can I tell you some people of God that the favor that you are living in now, your grandmama, your great-grandmama began the momentum generations ago. 
Somebody say momentum. Don't be foolish and, not, and, and arrogant enough to think that you're so good that God is blessing you because of you. God is blessing you because of people that you have never met. People who have been praying, God, send revival to Winston-Salem. God, get rid of these wicked places. God, Lord, save people. Lord, send your spirit to a place. Some people may be dead and gone and never saw the full manifestation, but you're living in what people prayed for years and years and years ago. Somebody say momentum. The thing that mothers and fathers who wait, they didn't know a whole lot of these and thou's and they didn't know a whole lot of uh, 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 New Testament and, and Old Testament. They didn't know about the revelation of the, of the new covenant and the blood sacrifice of atonement, but they knew to call on Jesus. Might not couldn't put a verb with a preposition together, but they knew how to call on Jesus. God bless my children. God bless the fruit of my body. God bless them. Don't let them be destroyed out there. We are living in the momentum of people that we will never meet. Whether you know it or not, favor has already been falling. And God is saying, I need you to ask for more rain. While rain is yet falling. Everybody send it to your feet. We're about to go. But this is the last thing I want to share with you. Somebody say momentum. God took me back to when my children were being born. And favor creates momentum. That's all it is. Favor doesn't do anything for you. It just pushes you in the back. When you're trying to lift something up, y'all, anybody, anybody ever been in, in the gym and you saw somebody that was that were doing a bench press and they got to the end and it was getting weak and they had a person called a spotter that just helped them up a little bit. That's what favor does. It helps you to it helps you to complete what you have already started. It gives you momentum. It gives you the extra push. And I remember when, uh, when each of my children were born and my wife was in labor and it was getting very hard and it was right at the moment that th- th- those contractions were coming. And they said, Miss Jones, d- just wait. It's not time to push yet. It's not time to push yet. But what, what they would do, they had the thing around her belly and, and, and I could see on the meter and, and the little thing going up. And, 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 and it would be going up and it was just about at the peak. And just when it got to the peak that said Miss Jones it's time to push you know why because the body was giving my wife the extra momentum she need to push those children out into the world that's the way favor works people of God just when you're getting tired when you feel you can't do it on your own you've been trying to push on your own you've been trying to deliver what God put in your spirit on your own but God said I am sending supernatural momentum so that you can push that somebody tell them push I 
ain't never been a woman, I can't feel it. But every time those contractions, I, I would see my, my wife's face. I didn't have to watch the meter because I saw her face change. Because she saw that that, 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 that rise of that pain threshold was getting higher and higher. Can I tell you some people of God, it hurts to push. But just know that supernaturally, God has momentum behind you. And when you step out for God, when you obey him in his word, when you step out and when you launch out into the deep, you have the kingdom of God pushing behind you. Somebody yell, push. Ask for rain while rain is falling. Can I tell you the last thing? We're about to go. God said that we're we're at our crowning moment. And I want y'all to listen this closely. Anybody know any nurse, any woman who's been in labor knows this. There was a moment. And I've seen it. Some of me are scared to look down there. Oh, man, I'm going to see. There was a moment when the canal opens up and you see the crowning of the head. You see the crowning. Oh, and it, 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 it looked terrible too, y'all. Because the baby, the baby's head all folded up and looking wrinkly because all those plates are just collecting together. God is just a miracle worker. How, if you don't believe God, God is a God, watch a baby being born. But, but you see a baby, all of a sudden you see that canal open up and you see the crowning of the head. Now, let, let me tell you something for what my wife told me. Now, I don't know. Now, while that is the greatest place of progress, people say, oh, Miss Jones, keep going. We see the head. We see the head. It, it, is a, it, it is the greatest place of encouragement, but it is also the place where the baby is in the most danger. It is. It has left the service. It has literally left the womb, and it is in between. Babies have died in this stage. They have tried to pull the babies out and 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 and, and, and gave them cerebral palsy in this stage. This is when the promise of the baby that you've been carrying for nine long months is in the most danger. So while it, while it is the best place of encouragement that it's just about here, it is, the, it is the most pressure on the promise. It is the most pressure on the mother. I remember my baby's they bony little shoulders came out. All of a sudden, she pushed again. Said on the next contraction, Miss Jones, we're going to push. We're going to push. And then the shoulders came out. And then the, then the little torso came out. And then the little bottom come out. But can I tell you something, people of God? This is not, look, and this, this is also the moment that my wife got the most tired. Can, can y'all women identify when that baby crowning you know I'm just about at the finish line but Lord I've been laboring all this long time some of y'all been laboring 10, labor 10 and 20 and all these hours the body is tired but the body is just about at the end of what it was designed to do can I tell you some people of God what you've been carrying all these years it's just about ready to be pushed out we are at our crowning moment. Can I encourage you that I see the hand? It is just about time, but you've got to muster up all of your strength and continue to push. Touch somebody to tell them push. 
push. When you feel the contraction, when you feel the momentum, I need you to push. You can't stop now or it'll die. If you stop right now, I don't care how tired you are, you, you out too far. You too far out into the deep. You too far. You can't say, I don't want to be a mama no more. I don't want this baby. This baby is coming whether you want it to or not. So it will behoove you to push. But don't do it in your own strength. Wait for the momentum of favor. See, that's our problem. We've been trying to do it in our own strength. We've been trying to be married in our own strength. We've been trying to go through school in our own strength. We've been relying on when we rely on our own strength. We are insulting God and telling him, I don't need you or your favor. I just need you to get me out of a crunch when I get an emergency. But God said, wait for the momentum. And when you do, you're going to push out the thing that you've been carrying. Somebody lift your hands in this place. Lord, I thank you right now, Lord, that favor, that the revelation of favor has hit the people of God today. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for supernatural, Lord, not even for the moments of momentum. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we can deserve our Peter in the boat situations. Lord, that we will be available to your leading, God we will be available to what you've called us to do and when you give us an instruction God we will be obedient to your instructions without fail not halfway obedience God not partial obedience God but we will fully be obedient to what you called us to do to that we will add our faith God and we will create the momentum of favor and Lord we believe right now that in this room God we have men and women that are ready to birth out what you place inside of their spirits God Lord, we await your momentum. Somebody lift your hands right now. Lord, we await your momentum, God, of supernatural favor, God, to live these lives, Lord, to start these businesses, God. We thank you, Lord, for supernatural favor and momentum right now. Somebody begin to pray to the Lord and thank you for momentum that's coming. Come on. Come on. Open your mouth and say, Lord, thank you for momentum. Thank you, Lord, for the momentum of perpetual favor. Thank you, Lord, for my grandmama who prayed a prayer, and I'm living in the favor that she prayed for. Thank you, Lord, for ancestors that obeyed you, that created generational blessing. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for supernatural momentum. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for it, Lord, right now, that we are going to put ourselves, we are no longer looking for moments. Lord, we are looking for a perpetual rainstorm of favor. Lord, let our lives ask for rain in the time of rain. Let our decision-making ask for rain in the time of rain. Lord, let us ask for rain. Come on, come on, ask for it. You know what you need. I don't know your particulars of your situation, but I do know you need some momentum. I do know you, I do know you need God's favor to accomplish what he called you to do. You can't do it on your own. You need the momentum of the favor of God. Come on, ask for rain while it's in a time of rain. Come on, come on, ask for rain in a time of rain. 
Come on, come on. Come on, what if, what if your next hallelujah was the one that initiated the momentum? Woo! Tell somebody beside you, rain is coming. Rain is coming. Come on, come on, come on. Tell everybody around you, rain is coming. Rain is coming. Y'all know we can smell rain before it gets here. Rain is coming. Why? Because I asked for it. I asked for it. Rain is coming. God, I thank you. Rain is coming. The rain of God's favor is about to pour out on his people. And you will not fail. about to hit the house of God for those who are available and obedient favor is on his way to you thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church we pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash at the fellowship if you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.